0: Hey guys and welcome back to Adira the Podcast. In today's episode called Faith Over Fear, we will be talking about a leap of faith that led one of us facing a terrifying situation. Today with me again, we have my wonderful co-hosts Devon in America and Adi in South Africa hi everyone so Devon you got to a point where you had to face a situation that knocked you out of your shoes
1: right exactly it was um, in November of
2: 2020
1: okay Um, so it hasn't quite been a year so in October I went for my yearly like gynecologist appointment. I was having a little bit of uh, irregular bleeding and I had an appointment coming up. So that started, I wanna say like June, July, and I had an appointment coming up. So I was like, yeah, I'll just talk to him about it whenever I'm there. Whenever I got there, she was like, well, you know, it looks like there kind of could be something that's not normal. So they scheduled me for um, what's called a colpo, which is like a biopsy basically. and. They did the Colpo and then I got a phone call. I was at work and she said, Hey, I really need you to come into my office today. And I was like, I'm already at work. It was, I want to say it was like 10 AM. She said, yeah, I really need to see you today. And I'm like, I, I drive an hour and a half, you know, I have to drive an hour and a half to get there. I don't know if I'll be able to make it before y'all close. And she said, I'll wait. And I knew as soon as she said that, you know, my heart just dropped. I knew something was not right. And so um, I literally grabbed my stuff, told the people that work in the office, like, hey, gotta go. Sorry, like, unexpected. Drove there, was like, obviously panicking, called my mom, called Chad, called everybody, and my mom and dad came to the house to wait with the dogs while me and Chad went to the doctor, and um, she said, I, I did the biopsies, it came back with adenocarcinoma, and which is a type of cancer that's, it's cervical, but it's higher up, so it doesn't normally show on a lot of like pap smear tests, even though I've been having them regularly. And she said, I'm referring you to an oncologist. Basically, you'll have to see what the treatment is from there. It was, I mean, it was fast. Everything was super fast. So I did the Colpo um, end of October, mm, beginning of November must have been. And then November, Friday the 13th, November, when I was diagnosed, um, which is wild. And then like the 20, something, 20, I don't know, November 20 something. I met with the oncologist, literally met with him, uh, had the PET scan like two days later, got the results back from that. And then before Thanksgiving had my surgery, so it was super fast. Um, which was incredible. I mean, seriously, like, I know sometimes it's just a waiting game, but it was, it It all happened very, very quickly, which I think was a God thing. Um, you know, I the fact that I could get in to see this specific oncologist, and then the fact that the PET scan just worked out perfectly, and it worked out perfectly that he could actually fit me in his surgery schedule, everything just kind of lined out perfectly. So um, now looking back on it, the whole thing was just kind of a God thing. You know, the whole thing just kind of lined up. I'd switched gynecologists. This was my first visit with her ever. And she like took my concern serious, which was so nice. And I'd only switched because I'd actually talked to one of my girlfriends, me and Chad were thinking about starting trying to have a family. And one of my girlfriends actually went to her and recommended her So that I think was total God thing. And then she took my concerns serious and got me in to see another specialist who also took my concerns serious. And so, yeah, they did a cone biopsy and um, what they call SLN mapping. Um, So the cone biopsy, they go in and take basically a cone shape of your cervix to see. Because with adenocarcinoma, it can create basically what are called skip lesions. And um, so even if they've gotten one spot with a normal biopsy, they may not have gotten everything because it could like jump around, is kind of what I've gathered. And so they did the cone biopsy and then they did the SLN mapping, which is sentinel lymph node mapping. And they basically go in and they take your lymph nodes to see if, the cancer has spread anywhere Uh, and that part honestly i think that part was harder to recover from because they kind of like cut through your stomach muscles to gather (laughs) lymph nodes which is so but they did that and then the results came back January 6th is when I officially found out that luckily, uh, luckily it had not spread anywhere and um, they got all of it with the comb. And I really think that's because I had doctors who took me serious, who listened to me and, and, you know, helped me get where I needed to be very quickly. And then, so that was January 6th, I got my cancer free diagnosis and he said, but (laughs) Um, with this one, this is a type that could possibly come back and ultimately the final treatment will be a hysterectomy. But because it had not spread, he said, we can go ahead and hold off if you want to try and have kids, which is what we did. And so we know ultimately it'll end in a hysterectomy, but we're praying that we can get some kids first. So yeah, that's kind of that whole part of the the medical journey anyway.
2: During this period, um, have you had to go through any counseling as well, you know, because just to mentally
1: prepare you for everything? Right. Not a Officially counseling but i have a very very strong support system around me um i actually have a, a bible study group that i'm involved in through work with a, a group of ladies and that's helped a lot and you know just honestly with all of this like the first the first part of this whole journey it happened it, what felt like so quickly that um it was almost like you didn't have a chance to kind of process and process and- it
0: going from one appointment to the other you were looking forward to the surgery but Yes. the uh, mental part about it how it affects you that probably came later on
1: yes so it it really did actually which is so crazy so at the beginning you know in the bible it talks about a, a piece that surpasses all understanding and i really felt that like i felt that god was just carrying me through that you know there's no way no way i could have gotten through that on my own and so it was just like a calm i mean in, in the midst of chaos it was just like a a calming um, effect and then it was like once you got to the other end or quote unquote the other end like the big hurdles that's when all the the anxiety and the fear for me kicked in because it was one of those things where like it's over but it's not officially over you know and and it's just one of those fears of like is it going to come back you know and are we going to be able to have kids you know just a lot of questions a you lot don't
0: of... know you don't know the answer yeah. and the unknown is most most likely the terrifying part about yes. it yes
1: yes, it really is it's more of just like the 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 front end it was the waiting that was like oh my gosh what's happening and then the on the back end it, it is the fear of the unknown and what's going to happen and how is everything going to play out and one of the ways that i kind of coped with that was i made my gratitude TikTok.
0: tock <laughs> right so for everyone who is listening to us and is not following devon yet she has a wonderful <laughs> TikTok account where she basically speaks about her journey with gratitude and her daily gratitude it's called grateful underscore
1: de absolutely worth it go and follow her <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's so funny. That account was literally started out like being a secret because I was like, I don't want anyone I know to see this. Like, It was your little journal. Yeah, it was literally just my little daily journal, like gratitude journal. And it's turned into a lot more than that. That's actually how I met both of y'all, which that I think that was a God thing too. But yeah, I really honestly started that with the intention to never tell anyone that knew me about it.
0: I know you told me I think it was two or three weeks ago that at this point that account was still a secret. <laughs> Obviously now your family and your husband know about Adira and about the podcast, but so do they know about the account?
1: Yes, yes. Chad's not on TikTok. So I, he knew I had a second account. He didn't know what any of that meant or what I was posting on it or anything. Um, and my mom does have a TikTok, but all she does is watch. She doesn't post anything. But I did, whenever we decided on the podcast, I was like, I probably should go ahead and tell her about the TikTok. But yeah, it's, it was just one of those things where, I don't know, for some reason it felt easier to open up on the internet to a bunch of strangers than like people who knew me. <laughs>
0: Well, obviously, because those people are also really close to you and they are affected by the situation. So seeing you go through this, this must have been really painful and scary for them too, obviously. I mean, this TikTok account is absolutely wonderful and beautiful, so it's nothing. You don't talk about your fears or anything, but still it was probably for you easier to share it, to get it out of your system instead of putting it on them maybe
1: yeah well and you can see it's so funny if you go back to those first tiktoks you can see the growth and the progression of of where i was and you know and not that i still don't get anxiety times thinking about stuff but it's it's certainly actually in our our bible study one of the girls talked about grief and gratitude and how they sometimes go hand in hand and basically to help you like learn and grow through the process like just because you're you're going through a tough time doesn't mean that you can't also be grateful and sometimes focusing on what you're grateful for helps you not focus so much on the the fear that Mm -hmm. you're going through.
2: Evan, if, if somebody is going through this right now or they you know have to sit and wait for the results and so forth, um, and like you said, that, that period of waiting was extremely scary. What advice would you give them during this
1: stage? Oh, goodness. So honestly, like leaning on your support system was huge, huge. Um, I am so fortunate. My mom and dad are wonderful. My husband's amazing. My friends are awesome you know my my husband's family was there for us through everything like my whole like even extended family so i i actually one of my cousins uh, actually has passed away from osteosarcoma which is a, a type of bone cancer and um they reached out to me you know his his siblings reached out to me and um his mom and you know just everyone was just there. Just like a huge, huge support system. And so part of it is leaning on the people who love you and focusing on, you know, that. And I really try to focus on like making good memories and reading my Bible and doing my, you know, I try to make sure that's one of the things which is, you know, I've been a christian since i was young and it's one of those things where i think you don't really realize how much it helps until you're going through a really tough time Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's easy i think sometimes in when life's going well and fine and dandy and everything it's easy to kind of get away from god and um talking to him on a regular basis and leaning on him but that for me was one of the big things that that helps me get through everything was you know faith family and friends that was really honestly the big big thing for me like you have been carried through it.
0: yes well obviously you said you have been christian and and a believer for from your younger age till now do you feel like this situation has brought you any closer to your
1: beliefs oh yes absolutely um it's probably amplified them times a million there are just things that they just worked out too perfect like, I know they were God things, you know, there, there are things that just aligned so perfectly. And I know that, you know, he doesn't waste any of the hurt. Um, He uses it to help tell your story and, and bring others to him. And um, so there were things that it absolutely, and, and I think it kind of made me more like vulnerable and honest and open, like for a while it feels like, okay, I have to pray this way. I have to say these things I have to, you know, but he already knows. Like he, he knows your heart. He knows what you're feeling. Like there was one night where I literally was just crying. And like, I, all I could say was I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And in that moment, he helped me just carry through this, this whole journey. And I know he's not going to waste it i know he's going to bring people to me that need to hear this and um, can learn and grow from it as well and um it's still scary <laughs> but you just know that it, there is a bigger picture there there is more to it you know
0: what would you advise to someone who maybe does not have that relationship with god or maybe does have a relationship with god but struggles believing in it because of that situation because why me why does that happen to me and you think that you could advise those people
1: yeah that's that is tough um and I think the biggest thing is like for me um i I, I think that you're allowed to have questions you're allowed to wonder those things I, I think when I was younger I kind of didn't feel like I was allowed to, quote unquote, question God, you know, but I think he wants you to come to him with those questions. And we may not ever know the answer, at least on this side of heaven, you know, and and that's okay, too. I mean, it's just one of those things where like, so, okay, there's a quote, I love this quote, y'all. Um, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. And I love that because it's just knowing that ultimately he does have your good in mind and also other people's good in mind, you know, to try and help you through this. And it may not be solved on this side of heaven. And I have kind of had to come to the realization that that's okay. But I still think he can use the the journey and the healing. I don't think he... Um, think he causes this stuff to happen but i think he uses it um to benefit him and his kingdom and okay so i've actually highlighted some stuff in this book one of the things that says we must sip the suffering of today so we don't have to drown in the devastations of tomorrow and i think that that is just saying that he's kind of preparing you for your story and your journey and things to come and then Another part says their hard times were their close to God times. Their disappointments became divine appointments because when they were desperate for God, they remained with God. And those were the times when they would experience great blessings, joy and peace. Every time we face anything that causes us to cry out to God, let's declare that this hard time will be a holy time, a close to God time
0: it's absolutely beautiful i think we should maybe say because the people don't see us they just listen to us that while we listen to you speaking addy and i are both here and just knocking
2: our heads saying yes because it's so it's so powerful you know regardless if you are christian or muslim or hindu or you know there's always a greater you know and whenever we go through something remarkably even if a person says that they don't believe there's always in that moment when you're in your darkest, darkest, there's always this entity that you scream out to, regardless of what yes. you, want and they instantly make you feel calmer so yes. that you understand you are you are this small <laughs> There is are bigger than you, you did not just poof out of the air somewhere, there's something that's always protecting you, always looking after you, and I am forever grateful that you were guided to us, Stephen
0: absolutely. I'm so grateful for y'all, I love y'all. So I think we're gonna close this first part with those wonderful quotes you shared with us because in the second part we would actually love to talk about how you do practice your gratitude and I know that this book has helped you a lot and you bring it out in in quite a few of your TikToks actually. So I am really looking forward to hear your tips and tricks about practicing gratitude. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Devon. Thanks. I really think that it's absolutely amazing that you had the courage to do so. Also quite of an emotional one. So thank you for that and we will see you in the next one. Thanks. Bye guys. Bye.